This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Wednesday, May 4th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Auto sales can't keep up with last spring's pace. Porsche helps fund battery materials. Aston Martin gets a new chief. And Toyota taps AI to improve its factories. Plus, with more upscale models coming to market, does Jeep need better showrooms? We'll get into that a little later. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. A year ago, semiconductors were becoming scarce in the automotive supply chain and factories were slowing down, but dealers were still flush with inventory and consumers were enthusiastic about vaccine progress. The seasonally adjusted annualized rate of sales last April swelled to 18.5 million. Now, a year later, the microchip shortage persists, and dealership lots has, have faced a historic lack of vehicles for months. So it's little wonder that U.S. auto sales tumbled in April, though the numbers are still remarkable. Honda and Acura sales plunged 40% to lead the declines. Toyota, Subaru, Hyundai, Kia all fell 16% to 26%. Relative bright spots, uh, Mazda was down only 3.3%. While Hyundai's Genesis, with a growing lineup, reported a 53% gain. Ford and Volvo should report today. Other brands report sales only quarterly. In EV news, Porsche led a $400 million funding round for Group 14 Technologies, a provider of silicon carbon materials for EV batteries. Group 14 provides advanced materials for lithium silicon batteries, which the startup claims can provide 50% higher performance and longer range than typical lithium ion batteries. Group 14 said it has plans to open a second commercial scale factory in the U.S. to keep up with demand from customers such as Cellforce Group, a Porsche backed joint venture. The funding comes just weeks after Porsche CEO Oliver Bloom said the luxury brand plans for more than 80% of its global sales to be fully electric by 2030. Sticking with European makers of marvelous automobiles, Aston Martin is getting some new leadership from Ferrari's stable. Former Ferrari chief Amadeo Felisa is joining Aston as CEO, and ex-Ferrari engineer Roberto Fedeli will join as chief technical officer. Felisa was Ferrari's CEO from 2008 to 2016. The 76-year-old is currently a non-executive director of Aston Martin. He replaces Tobias Mowers as CEO. Mowers will leave the automaker's board immediately, but will support the new leadership team until the end of July, the company said. Fideli is set to start as CTO on July 1, at BMW, he launched production of the i8 plug-in hybrid Roadster before serving as Ferrari's technical director from 2006 to 2014. Fideli is considered the creator of the LaFerrari, the Italian company's first hybrid supercar. And finally, Toyota, the paragon of manufacturing, is tapping artificial intelligence 
to root out waste and effectively automate some forms of Kaizen, or continuous improvement, that the company is so well known for. The automaker has partnered with an Austin, Texas startup called Invisible AI to install thousands of units in its North American factories that will inconspicuously track workers' joint and eye motions as they move through their daily assembly processes. The tablet-sized units, made up of a camera, processor, and data storage in a single box, will analyze those movements without the need for supervisors watching or team members wearing tracking sensors, and then use the artificial intelligence to suss out improvements in efficiency and safety. They will also notify the worker in real time when they've completed the task correctly. The system will be deployed first at Toyota's plant in Princeton, Indiana, and then spread across its 14 other manufacturing plants in North America. And that's the news you need to know. Coming up, for Jeep lovers, the next best thing to a Jeep store might be a Jeep showroom. We'll dig into that after the break. Listen to Fred Hayes, service manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC, and Philip Candido, fixed operations director, talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. Before GoMoto, the backups in the service lane were due to not being able to get to the customer in a, in a timely manner. There's times where menus are passed over where the advisor forgets to tell them, hey, it needs its major service. And now with the GoMoto, customers are presented with a maintenance package every time. The time freed up from not having the customer sitting in front of them every single time they come in. It helps them be more efficient. It helps them focus more on the customer's concern and the, the maintenance and service of the vehicle. Before GoMoto, we would average approximately 130000 in service gross. The kiosk and the service drive doubled the gross profit in the dealership. It's amazing. 100%. Using the GoMoto kiosk makes the dealership more profitable. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. Jeep. Stellantis's all-American crown jewel is building on its off-road reputation with bigger and more luxurious models, the new Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer, and now the extended Wagoneer L and Grand Wagoneer L. But it still has its off-road capabilities, which can be augmented with accessories installed at the dealership or by enthusiastic owners. And of course, there are the thousands of suburban commuters who buy Grand Cherokees and compasses and such because they appreciate the Jeep style and image. To serve this expanding base with a more authentic Jeep shopping experience, whatever that means to them, brand CEO Christian Meunier is asking retailers to build special Jeep showrooms to highlight the brand in their dealerships. He told automotive news reporter Vince Bond Jr. that more than 300 dealerships will be adding Jeep showrooms over the next two years. I asked Vince for more information about Meunier's vision. Vince Bond Jr., welcome back to Daily Drive. Thanks for having me. I love it. <laughs> Great. You had an interesting story in this week's issue. You wrote about uh, Christian Meunier, the uh, global CEO for the Jeep brand, 
uh, pushing to get 300 Jeep-focused showrooms in the U.S. Uh, it was a little confusing, I think, for me and some other folks first uh, hearing about that because you've written about some spectacular Jeep-only stores um, in Las Vegas and, and places like that. How is how is this different from that? Is this a like a second push from the corporate side, or what's what's going on there? Uh, yeah, well, so as Jeep is really building those standalone stores. Um, they're also giving dealers the option to also build that uh, extra showroom onto their existing stores. And so basically what that does is just create that exclusive Jeep experience within the broader Stellantis store. So even when you go in there, you know, you don't feel like you're, you know, next to a Dodge customer or a Chrysler customer. You know, these, cus- these uh, salesmen are catering to the Jeep brand. They're experts in the brand. Uh, they're enthusiasts. And so they really know how to take care of that, that Jeep customer. So this is kind of a, a middle path for dealers. They don't have to spend millions of dollars to build a whole new Jeep palace, but they can still provide that really brand focused experience for their, for the, because Jeep customers are such enthusiasts for the most part, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. I mean, and plus they're coming in there, you know, they're buying Wrangler Rubicons and Gladiator Rubicons that, when you load them up, they're eighty, ninety thousand dollars. So these are <laughs> top of the line customers. And no. then, we, and then yeah. when you add in the the wagoneers and the grand wagoneers, that's moving even higher into the, the luxury space. And so you really have to treat these customers customers differently and give them some extra perks. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned the Wranglers and the Gladiators. Of course, they get a ton of accessories. I, I would imagine these you know, nicer shopping environments really inspire customers to add on a few more things, or maybe they're talking to somebody who says, oh, did you know we have this now? And uh, probably probably is really beneficial. Did they talk about that at all? Uh, yeah, so I did speak with uh, LaFontaine uh, Chrysler Jeep Dodge out in uh, Finn, Michigan. And uh, they actually have a big loaded uh, Gladiator in their showroom, and it has Tons of accessories on there, so you can really visualize what all these different parts do and how they look. And the extra piece is that you can actually drive that that uh, that Gladiator. And so, just giving people that extra experience within that showroom to to see that, and then giving them a chance to actually drive it too. I mean that that can lead to some sales. Yeah, yeah. I it's you know with these companies that have a bunch of brands. Uh, they're always competing for resources internally and, and externally. I'm, I'm sure a lot of uh, brand chiefs would like to be able to uh, get their brand put front and center. It must be nice for Mr. Meunier to uh, have the brand that has the clout to do that. Uh, does it does it still feel like Jeep is clearly the most valuable brand in the Stellantis stable? Uh, definitely, definitely. And just over the past, you know, I would say, what, eight years they've really been pushing to make it a, a global presence. And, uh, and that is happening. Um, so uh, Mr. Uh, Mounier did mention that they do have some actual standalone Jeep stores like across the globe outside of the US. And, uh, and those are doing well because they have their own Jeep experience already. And so now they're starting to do that in North America. Yeah, it's been, you know, Jeep has been a puzzle for its various owners over the years. Um, globally because it has such a great reputation. It has um, a very American identity that's also a very positive identity. Um, I think it, it doesn't carry a lot of uh, baggage around the globe. 
um, but it, it doesn't always translate. Maybe not every market is as amenable to off-road driving or doesn't have enough people who can buy fifty to $80,000 <laughs> yeah. SUVs and crossovers. Exactly. But, yeah. So that's uh, something he's really trying to work on then is, is uh, taking the brand global and also taking what they learned there and bringing it back home. Yes. Yes. So um, what else can you tell me about that uh, La Fontaine store in suburban Detroit? Uh, yeah. So their showroom is just, uh, I mean, totally dedicated to the brand. They have Jeep insignias like on the walls. They just look really cool. They have that, have that sort of atmosphere, you know, to that area of the store. Uh, like I mentioned, they have the huge uh, you know, gladiator with all the accessories there. And then in, a, in another uh, fun touch, they have an actual vintage Wagoneer in the showroom so that customers can sort of compare it to the current models, which is a, a cool, you know, I guess, nod to the nod to the heritage of the brand. And, uh, and they were telling me that it's a really a nice icebreaker because customers come in and uh, they're having conversations about the Wagoneer at, at the start. They're not just coming in and saying, oh, hey, you want to buy a car from us? So it's not starting with that sales conversation. It's more of a you know, hey, my parents used to drive that Wagoneer. And so you <laughs> have that conversation, the icebreaker, and then from there you build that relationship. Right. And then you can move into possibly buying a car. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you know, of course, we've talked a little about Jeep and what a successful brand it's been. It's been so successful. It's drawn some competition. Uh, Ford is, uh, has launched the Bronco, the Bronco Sport. They're looking to build that out. Is How does Jeep... And how does Stellantis look at the Bronco competition? Do they see that as a challenge? Do they see that as a threat? Uh, yeah. So actually, uh, Mr. Mounier mentioned that uh, last summer, and he mentioned that uh, you know the Bronco is uh, just a, a tough challenge. You know, but so Jeep has to raise their game and, and deal with it. And so we'll have to see what they uh, what they come out with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> sure some things with the the big right. uh, the huge <laughs> tires they put on the. The Wrangler last summer, so we'll, so that'll be uh, nice to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it's nice to have a market all to yourself, but it's uh, definitely some reinforcement and proof of concept when one of the top, you know, automakers is uh, following your example in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, and even at the auto shows themselves, I mean, they're trying to compete with their their driving courses. You know, they have the Camp Jeep where you can drive all the brands and. And now Jeep is saying they have the, the highest hill you can go up compared to the <laughs> Bronco. So that's an ongoing uh, war there. Always got to be one up on the other guy. Yes. So uh, you mentioned the auto shows. And, of course, that was where you uh, spoke with Mr. Meunier recently uh, when we were in New York. Uh, I guess I'm wondering, you know, how much does this push relate to the the product surge that Jeep has. They, as you said, they just came out with the Wagoneers. They've got the the extended Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's one is the product that's that's coming, you know, down the pipeline, and the other big piece is the customer satisfaction scores. And so historically, um, Slantis brands have really been struggling, and uh, and Jeep has been towards you know I guess middle of the pack towards the bottom with their uh, customer satisfaction scores. And so a big piece of this is trying to elevate that experience as you get these higher, you know, income customers who are used to dealing with luxury brands, you know, when they come in and buy the, the Wagoneer, that's $110,000. So they have certain, you know, expectations of what a dealership should be. 
you know, what the service experience should be. Mm-hmm. You know, I spoke with the Defenton store, uh, LaFontaine. They have their own special uh, service area for the Jeep customers. And it has like different types of snacks that you wouldn't get in other areas of the store. <laughs> and so, yeah, so these these showrooms are, is about the product, one, but the main thing is the CSI, the customer satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And they need to elevate that experience and they're, and they're trying to do that. Well, because before he came to uh, Stellantis or Fiat Chrysler, before that, um, he was with uh, he was running Infinity globally. So definitely had some experience with some luxury shoppers uh, that uh, maybe that's part of what what he's bringing into the to the equation as well. Yes, yes, definitely. That is a huge uh, piece of what they want to do. I mean, also, so with the Wagoneer as well, they have their own little uh, like a customer program where the salespeople are going to be ambassadors for the Wagoneer. So they get trained on how to present that vehicle, how to talk about the technology and the features. And they are, you know, they are Wagoneer people. Those are, you know, when you go into the store, that's your guy, the Wagoneer ambassador. They're not just Jeep experts. They are Wagoneer experts. It's it's the next level. Yes. Wow. So I mean, that is a, it is a spectacular looking vehicle. I haven't driven one yet, but I, I did get to get inside those uh, in New York. And it is a, it is a different level of interior experience than anything you've seen in a Jeep before. Oh uh, yeah. The features, you know, the, the uh, autonomous, uh, you know, cruise control they got in there. It's, uh, it's a, it's a nice ride. Yeah. Vince Bond Jr. Thank you so much. Excellent coverage. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get the latest news on retail trends, branding, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the Automotive News Multimedia Team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making this show part of your daily routine. Now, let's all get back to work.